Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. The confirmation hearings for Judge Katanji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court have concluded. She doesn't really appear to be getting that much Republican support. At the moment, she has Susan Collins. That's about it. I suppose it would be different if she were a white guy who was being accused of sexual assault and was blaming everything on her love of beer. In an interview on a podcast hosted by Trump election lawyer Jenna Ellis, Kyle Rittenhouse stated that Joe Biden never returned his messages requesting a meeting with him. Jenna Ellis responded by saying, you think that's bad? Try getting farted on by Rudy Giuliani. If it's any consolation, Kyle, Ted Cruz never got a meeting with Biden, and he just looks like a mass murderer. We had freezing temperatures, heavy wind and snow throughout a good portion of the country. That led a Maryland Republican legislator to ask on the statehouse floor for someone to explain climate change. The perfect response to that would be invent a time machine, go back to this past weekend, and stand outside. 
And now on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello. Hello. Hey, Tom. Jeff, Abby, welcome. Uh, what's been you. going on with you this week? Oh, Tom, I, I've, I'm, I've, Tom, I'm a sub in the Montgomery County school system. And the oh, other fun. day I saw something that I had never seen before. So again, I'm a sub and there's not a lot of respect. So I'm subbing in art and all of a sudden a school administrator comes in to escort a student out who apparently wasn't in the class. And I was told that she was cutting another class to hang out with her friend in this class. So she was cutting school to be in school. Nerd. I mean, that is, <laughs> uh, you should try teaching in a place like Harford County. That is a lot more commonplace than you would think. I couldn't understand. But in Harford County, Tom, they don't notice and the kids just stay in whatever classroom they want. No one catches it. There's fewer students than in Montgomery County. So it's, it's pretty hard. I mean, people up there can't even count that high, but like, they know, like they know the difference between like, you know, the, the 12 students that attend one particular class. And then suddenly if there's like six that come in, like if they're sitting on each other's laps, that's usually a, a pretty big indicator. We're slow up there, but we catch on. Maybe when they cut in Harford County, they go to the Royal Farms. In Montgomery County, they cut, but they stay on the campus. Oh, when I was a kid, it was 7-Eleven or nothing. Okay. That's how it goes. Shock no one that I have never skipped school in my entire life. Uh, that should shock absolutely no one. I was I I made a nerd joke earlier, but I was the biggest nerd. So it was self-deprecating, is what you're saying. No, I'm just I'm still a huge nerd. <laughs> I really I, I mean I liked school so much I did it for my entire 20s and then I became a professor. That's how much I love school. <laughs> so you can do the nerd joke then it's fine <laughs> joining us this week to go ahead and discuss various world events all the way from kiev ukraine comedian misha kalen uh, hi everybody yeah misha, uh, welcome thank you so much for joining us i have to preface this by saying that uh, you're sort of the first international guest that we've ever had on this show so welcome and uh, it was a little bit of a logistical nightmare because to trying to work out the time differences, like, you know, I, like, I don't really wake up and fully function until like mid afternoon here on the East coast. And that's about when like people in Misha's time zone are going to bed. Meanwhile, Abby's a college professor. So she has a full-time job. Jeff is just retired and he bitches about the New York Mets 24 seven. So <laughs> like, really, I want to. <laughs> I oversimplified that a bit. So really, I just want to you know, go ahead and uh, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, hey, yeah. thanks for having me, Tom. So we uh, chatted a little bit uh, a couple of times before the show. I mean, you're uh, originally from uh, Belarus. You now live uh, in Ukraine, like presumably to get away from a lot of what Putin's trying to make sure happens there now pretty much? Uh, well, not really. Uh, I'm running away from uh, my own government, you know? 
because uh, I'm from Belarus, uh, which is now, as you probably know, is now run by Lukashenko. He's not the president. He's more like the us usurper. Usurper? How do you say that word? You know, usurper. Anyway, so he should not be the president because we all voted for somebody else, right? Uh, so he's kind of siding with Putin, uh, although our troops are not directly involved in the in the conflict right now in the war. Uh, but uh, the Bel Belarusian territory is used uh, to launch missiles from and also for transit of the uh, troops uh, and everything. So it's not a good situation for Belarusians. But prior to that, we were quite welcome in, uh, in Ukraine because after 2020 elections, yeah, everybody who went, went out into the streets, maybe you remember, was like... <clears throat> We had like a revolution attempt. Uh, so yeah, and after that, we had sort of uh, waves of repressions. And so, exactly. So I had to leave because of that. Um, so I was a refugee before it was, it was cool, you know. Before we started recording, you were telling me that you had, and this is just the realities of what's going on over there, there was an air raid siren, like not that, not that long ago. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we get them pretty regularly. Uh, basically, you know, my experience of the war, the first few days were really scary because uh, first you hear it's like, oh, the war has started. Uh, now, uh, I'm in a special situation where my family has, uh, uh, they, they're in Poland now, so they're safe, and they left around the 15th. Uh, because because of the you know the intelligence that we got that uh, the, the the first if you remember right the first intelligence that we got was uh, February fifteenth and then it was twenty uh, fourth uh, right so uh, it was just basically me in Kiev right and and I thought like okay the war has started the war started in twenty fourteen as far as I was concerned right and so it's just something abstract you're like okay the war has started you know it's like when you live in Arkansas and you say like, okay, we're bombing Afghanistan. Okay. You know, like it's a sort of something far away. And that's uh, what uh, people in Ukraine lived with for the last eight years. But now it's like in day one and the tanks and uh, they have, uh, you know, some operative groups uh, already in Kiev, you know, in the capital. And that was pretty scary. Right. And so uh, during those few days, I, you know, there were way more than uh, air, uh, anti-aircraft uh, uh, weapons, right? So uh, before we started recording, I was just basically uh, talking about the difference, right? When uh, Because I've also seen uh, sort of uh, maybe two kil uh, kilometers or maybe five kilometers from my house, something hit the ground and everybody felt it, you know? And then we saw the smoke for, you know, for a while there, right? And then uh, since then, you know, for the last maybe like two or three weeks, it's been pretty mild. You know, we get sirens regularly every day, maybe five sirens a day. But it's probably, uh, you know, from what I think is just anti-aircraft. They're, they're trying to, uh, you know, hit missiles. And I think they're doing a really good job. Uh, I mean, I know they're doing a really good job. And, you know, I'm really grateful to Ukrainian military, you know, for keeping me safe. Yeah. <clears throat> Vladimir Putin's belief that Russia would achieve an easy victory over Ukraine was short-lived. Ukraine has held off Russian forces at their border and has even taken back suburbs around Kyiv. That, 
combined with the economic effects of the international sanctions, sees an exodus not only of Russian citizens from the country, but also of advisors at the Kremlin, as reported in this MSNBC clip. Tonight, there are growing signs of dissension in the ranks of the inner circle surrounding Russian dictator Vladimir Putin. The Kremlin is confirming today that Anatoly Chubais, the man you see here next to Putin, has stepped down from his role as Moscow's climate envoy, making him the highest ranking official to break with Putin over the invasion of Ukraine. Multiple outlets are now reporting that he has left the country and is now in Turkey. In the 1990s, Chubais oversaw the privatization of the Soviet economy and even reportedly helped Putin get his first Kremlin job in the mid-1990s. Today, Bloomberg reports that Russia's highly regarded central bank governor, Elvira Nabulina, sought to resign after Vladimir Putin ordered an invasion of Ukraine, only to be told by the president to stay, according to four people with knowledge of the discussions. Bloomberg reports that sources say her stepping down now would have been seen as a betrayal by Vladimir Putin. Uh, the New York Times is reporting uh, this about the defense minister. Even Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, who vacations with Mr. Putin, uh, and has been spoken of as a potential presidential successor, has suffered a loss of standing. Mr. Shoigu has not been shown meeting with Mr. Putin in person since February 22nd, when he and his top military co commander, General Valery Gerasimov, sat at the end of a long table as Mr. Putin, on the opposite end, ordered them to place Russia's nuclear forces at a higher level of readiness. We see this a lot in... Uh in dictatorships where you have, you have the close advisors who um, they're either silenced or they leave on their own because they maybe sense that, you know, their positions are untenable or the end is near. I mean, it's, it's a pretty, for the most part at the moment, a pretty nonviolent way to go about it. But I don't know, Misha, do you see like this is a sign that maybe like the, the Putin presidency or the regime might be coming to an end, if not soon. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but the people that they use as examples are not good examples. Uh, the first guy, Chubais, uh, he was uh, from uh, Yeltsin's uh, team. Uh, so he was in the 90s, one of the architects of the new market uh, economy. Uh, and uh, later he was in charge of Rosnana, which is a very, very ineffective uh, way of to launder the money or something anyway but uh right before uh the war and everything I, I think a few a few months before the war he was essentially retired uh but they kept him uh, in this very nominal role just because of his uh ties with the democratic party and the fact that he was able to leave and he was not stopped uh, by the kgb at the border uh, you know, just kind of shows you that he's not very important, right? Uh, the same thing with Nabiulina. She's the, the only person who's pretty much competent in that whole effing organization, you know? So that's why they didn't let her leave because then the, uh, the economy will uh, crumble, you know? Also, they kind of neutered the army. You know, the army has not produced any generals or anybody who has the balls to just kind of overthrow this guy, right? And so uh, the main people who have the power uh, is the FSB, which is the KGB, right? And these people are super, super loyal to uh, Putin. And they have zero brains. And these are the people that will wake up probably 
you know, last, you know, like everybody has to sort of half the population needs to die or starve to death or something before these guys will start starving to death, you know, because if, as you've seen before, every, you know, low ranking officer, when the raid is uh, house, he has like billions of dollars, like ungodly amount of money. And he's a nobody in that organization. I, I don't even want to, I mean, I, no, 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 I'm actually, I really want to know how much money they have, like the top ranking guys. But when these guys uh, who actually have the power to do anything, when they uh, turn, I don't know, because these are the closest people to Putin. And so when they talk about oligarchs, uh, Putin sort of uh, eliminated all the real oligarchs in the, essentially in the early 2000s. And so everybody else, like uh, Abramovich, what can he do like uh, at this point? So uh, basically, yes, uh, somebody needs to do it, you know, like somebody from his uh, inner circle. But what this clip is not showing is, is they're not showing his actual inner, inner circle. And Shoigu is actually his back. And uh, Shoigu, you know, there's a long story with this guy too, but he's no army guy, you know, who's actually giving orders. Like, have you ever thought about this? Like in Ukraine, there's a guy with the last name and with a picture, you know, who is actually in charge of this whole operation, right? And uh, on the Russian side, Shoigu is not, uh, he was probably on a bender just uh, a week ago, right? He's not, he's not a military guy. He's the MGS guy, which is like the, a sort of a rescue team right which is great but he's not a military guy so the, the main point is yeah the circle the inner circle is going to turn but uh, not the people in the video having just been caught soliciting help from vladimir putin trying to get dirt on joe biden and his family for a potential 2024 run donald trump once again shows us his grasp of foreign policy leaves little to be desired the only network willing to accept his presidential proclamations at this point is Fox Business, as is demonstrated in this clip. So what do you do now? You, you, you said you'd maybe do more than just send in the MiG jets. All right. What well, more? what I would do is I would do uh, we would do we have tremendous military capability. And what we can do without planes, to be honest with you, without 44 year old jets, what we can do is enormous. And we should be doing it and we should be helping them to survive. And they're doing an amazing job. But, you know, I was the one that sent in the javelins. I mean, everyone refuses to acknowledge that. And I took a lot of heat and uh, I sent it in very openly and glowingly. And they said uh, Obama sent blankets that Trump sent javelins. Well, nobody knew how well those javelins would do and how well they're but those javelins that knocked out all the tanks those were sent by me and we sent them in large numbers too i didn't even realize at the time when i sent them i said man you know that's a lot of stuff we're sending but let's do it let them have well, a chance i had who would have thought that they would have been so powerful the way they protected that country but they need other kinds of help and one thing i do rapidly is that get the oil flowing because if you reduce the price of oil significantly that war is going to end that war is going to end. You know the expression, what you need for war is three things, money, money, and money. I mean, he was the guy who, you know, campaigned against, you know, who campaigned on the idea of running against Sleepy Joe. Meanwhile, in that clip, he just sounds like, you know, he wants to 
get off the phone after a lengthy conversation with one of his kids, you know, namely Eric, probably. Meanwhile, today, the United States released oil reserves. So the price of gas is going to continue to go down, but you're not going to hear about that from the right. Misha, before you mentioned that you like Zelensky better as a president than as an actor or comedian. Well, the guy you just saw, we liked him better as a reality show host than as a president. Yeah, and we really uh, didn't like him that much as a TV show host, to be fair. I mean, he was just kind of someone we tolerated. Like, he just wanted to fill airwaves. We didn't have to pay writers to write anything. Like, he was just, let's just give this fucker a show, and maybe he'll stay in the wings. Uh, as a Belarusian, uh, to me, the way uh, I view it is, I view it as you guys are just lucky, because you have... Uh, you know, one guy changes the other and your system doesn't crumble, you know, and you had this fool in power and yet everything is functioning. Like in back in 2016, I thought like, oh, surely this is the beginning of the end, but uh, it's fine, you know? So there you go. Is that, hey, you feel better now? <laughs> but, uh, but about the javelins, you know, uh, the javelins are great uh, and uh, they're very widely used and i've seen what it does on the fields oh you should see it there's nothing left uh, you look at the site there's just, just broken tanks you don't even see people it just doesn't even leave rem remnants of people it's insane but uh, the problem is that uh we've had enough of the javelins enough with the f and javelins because this is the arms you know that you uh, sort of uh, arm guerrilla troops all these you know this is small scale what we really need is something that closes the sky you know so uh anyway that's that's sort of the message uh, from ukraine something that can really make uh, what really makes the difference that can like free uh mariupol which is uh, uh, you know the heaviest situation right now uh you know we need these uh, serious or, or like these fighter jets uh, i'm not very good with all of this but uh, essentially we need to uh change the situation in the sky. You know, Russia has greater uh, dominance uh, in the skies and we need to sort of uh, tip that because on the ground, we're doing great. You know, uh, most of the Russian tanks, uh, you know, are gone already, you know, and they're really doing really well on the ground and it's springtime, you know, uh, the trees are starting to bloom and it's perfect timing for the uh, for our uh, gorilla, for, our, you know, um, uh, people on the ground here so it's great uh, what we really need is support uh, but also negotiation this is great uh, that uh, you know after this negotiation in turkey this is the first time they opened up the corridor which was not the fake corridor which they've been doing in the past you know opening it up and then just start shooting uh, which all these sneaky things that uh, they've been doing and uh, these are all war crimes that are going to be investigated and uh, of course putin's going to pay for it and russia's going to pay for it I think it's interesting because while well, Trump was saying this and you kind of picked up on it and ran with the idea that and I, the whole time I, as you were talking, I was thinking all of the answers they have suggested are like how the Ukraine can fight back more. And no one is talking about what we can do to just stop the Russians. You know, it's like you're looking at to me, it's like the wrong side of the coin or it's only one side of the coin. And so, yeah, fighting back 
with bigger, better things is an option. But but like you said, the negotiations trying to just stop what the fuck they're doing could be yeah. an option. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Uh, uh, Russia is, uh, I mean, the casualties of Russian soldiers are just immense, but they're only matched by the casualties of Ukrainian civilians. They're not losing the military because their military is top notch, you know, and they're motivated and they're kicking ass and they're going to be, uh, his, you know, in the books, you know, history books. Uh, and it's going to be one of these like Israel army, whatever Ukrainian army, like it's going to be top uh, armies of the world. Right. So that's, you know, having said that, we need to think about the uh, civilians. Think about Mariupol. Uh, zero houses unharmed from the bombings. Imagine a, a city of half a million people. I'm not sure, but like a couple hundred thousand or something like that. Right. Uh, several hundred thousand. And uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Right. But uh, all the cities, uh, I mean, all the buildings in that cities uh, have been bombed or like uh, are ruined to some extent, you know. And, you know, that's just mind boggling. And for a while, uh, you know, not a lot of people, of course, uh, fled, but not everybody, you know. And uh, the stories that that we're hearing uh, are just honestly are just awful man and uh yeah it like it matches the atrocities of the nazis and everything and i think we are going to have a nuremberg trials uh all over again like we haven't learned anything and it's just the, the new cycle is just shorter now or whatever so the wars don't have to take that long it's it's just weird you know uh, information uh, kind of speeds it up now uh, and the propaganda machine you know uh, Goebbels was a little child compared to what uh, Russian media is doing you know Simonian uh, RT uh, in the in their you know media Fox News is actually what do they say they're balanced or whatever fair and balanced that's exactly what they are compared to uh, Russian propaganda yeah, they don't say that anymore. I mean, they they learned that <laughs> enough people oh, they, saw through that bullshit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, honestly, but I take your uh, point. Yeah, uh, Russian television, it looks like something. Uh, you remember uh, RoboCop? You know RoboCop, and they, and they have this like weird uh, alternate universe sort of uh, TV. Like that's what it looks like. Like I haven't watched the TV on the regular for the last like twenty years or something. And I, when I would just go to somebody's house and they would have TV on, it looked exactly like that. You're like, there's no effing way. Like Trump is sounds sane compared to them. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It's too, yeah, <laughs> wow. It turned up to eleven. Eleven. Jeff, it's just wow. <laughs> Jeff might have a stroke now. Just hearing you say that. American support for the people of Ukraine has been so plentiful that we need to take to innovative ways to bring attention to it. In this clip, one speaker at a city council meeting in Plano, Texas, goes to unique measures to show his disdain for Russia. Hello, Council. My name is Primetime99, Alex Stein, and I have a little presentation for you today. I have a little audio accompaniment, but I just want to I want to take a moment to think about the people of Ukraine and what they're going through. So I prepared a little song for them. Let me turn this on. I really want to try to help the people out there. OK, guys. So let me just get it going. They call me Primetime99, Alex Stein. I hope you guys like my flavor. <laughs> Come on. 
time, time, 99, on the grind, all the time, go insane for Ukraine, a bullet in Putin's brain, I'm time, always on the grind, always got a shine, and you know it's no lie. My, my best friend. What? Oh, oh, excuse me, come on, audio. Where are we going? Now we're going. Now we're cooking, guys. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. Do it for the Ukraine. Before I go insane, let me antibacterial my body at the party. Sipping Bacardi. You know the flow. And I am a pimp. Because I am on the blam. Eating lots of steak and shrimp. One more time, I'm 99. And you know I grind and shot. Guys. Prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir needs to die. I'm the truth in the booth. Take my picture. I'm a winner. I'm gonna eat you for dinner. Okay. I just want to say, I love you. We need to take out Vladimir Putin, like Lindsey Graham said. Thank you, Mary Mullins. I appreciate the time. Peace. God bless you all. Prime time sign on Instagram. Thank you. We got you down. We got you down. The next, the next, the next speaker is Brian Wellington. I mean, mad props to the guy for doing that. And you know, meanwhile, I, I have a theory that he does this like at every single meeting because the people on the dais were just looking like, oh, it's this fucker again. Who knows what shit he's going to come up with this week. <laughs> How's Brian Wellington supposed to follow that? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know what Brian yeah, Wellington had to say. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, you know what I was thinking? Uh, there's a lot of this protest art, and it's usually not very good. His is actually good. But I guess, yeah, the problem is uh, enough with the showing of support. Like, we got it. It's great. I I'm actually quite annoyed. You know, everybody keeps asking me, like, every day, uh, you still safe? I'm sick of telling people, yeah, I'm safe. You know, like, ugh, stop, right? And, and the worst is, like, people from Belarus will be like, oh, you're still in Kiev? You know, uh, let me try to get you out of uh, here. And I'm like, you're in Belarus. Like, that's even worse. You know, you're 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 effed way more than I am. You know, I can just get uh, hit by a missile. That's fine. You know what I mean? Then you just die. But at least if I survive, I'm going to live in the free world, you know, and you still, that's the, the reason I left Belarus, you know, because you can't be honest and walk down the street because like, if you have the white, red, white flag on you or something, or if you say anything publicly, uh, you can go to jail, you know? And uh, some of the people that are close to me, they went to jail twice. Uh, uh, anyway, it's a long, a long story short. And so uh, he, he was facing basically criminal charges and he was going to go to jail for like uh, an extended period of time. That's why we all left, you know, because um, anyway, uh, lots of people in Belarus are uh, facing charges or in, are in prison now for uh, political reasons. Uh, that's why I couldn't stay there. And so now everybody who who's left, like, I feel like they're way, you know, they, they're in danger, uh, in way more danger uh, than I am. At least for me, everything is black and white. I'm so, I'm kind of grateful to this war or war because like, oh, I know where, which side I'm on. And I know I, I can never go back to Belarus unless I'm with the AK-47, you know? It's crazy, right? But, uh, you know. On that note, 
that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Misha Kalen. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello and guest Misha Kalen. Theme music by Euron Vandenhurek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Thank you for listening, and please visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.